up, buddy? Not too much. How you doing? I'm actually really upset at life right now. Is it because you're not playing catch with Tom Brady out in the front yard? <laughs> you fuck. I couldn't wait a minute. <laughs> I was going to save that for later, but I couldn't. <laughs> yes. Not, e- not even 20 seconds. <laughs> I thought we were going to save that for, like, NFL talk. You'd be like, speaking of NFL talk. I c- I heard you had a dream about an NFL quarterback. All right, real quick. I had a dream about Tom Brady. Let's not make it quick. Let's <laughs> roll this thing out the way it deserves to be. Okay, so how do we start? So, first of all, Tom Brady was just, just don't like, rush it. Okay. First of all, I, I was a Patriots fan because the Browns didn't weren't a team. And as a kid, 1996, I was 10 years old. And my older brother told me I had to pick a team. That was pretty much, he was like, hey, pick a team. We were playing Super Tecmo Bowl on Super NES. And he said, you just got to pick a team. And I picked the Patriots because I liked red, white, and blue. America. Hell yeah. So <laughs> I have been a Patriots fan. Um, they've always been my second team after the Browns came back. But um, I always liked the Patriots. And then I got a lot of garbage from my friends. Um, most... yeah, it had to be rough rooting against the Browns in the playoffs. Or rooting against the Patriots for the Browns all those years in the playoffs. It was, you know. Because, I mean, the Patriots had a dynasty. You wanted to see them win another one, but the Browns were always, like, that hot team in the playoffs. What year were they in the playoffs that you're talking about? I'm, like, confused. Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. I was, like, I was like, wait, wait, wait. What? Is he being dead? Oh, no, okay. Yeah, totally. So, like, and I remember, like, sixth grade, my I got a Tom Brady, or a uh, Drew Bledsoe jersey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so... Excuse me. So then I remember when they lost against Green Bay, but I, I've been a fan of theirs for the longest time. And then, um, obviously, they they were good. I don't know if you know this, but the Patriots were good. <laughs> Been good for a while. So at the time, so for a while, I, I loved the Patriots. So I was just telling Daryl before that I didn't. Know we were gonna. I knew we were gonna bring it up in the podcast, but I had to. So the other night, I had a dream that Tom Brady hung out with me. And he liked me because I had so many pets. And I don't know if he knows. I, no, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I have three dogs, three cats, five chickens, a turtle, and a lovebird. Uh, many of them are adopted. I would say most of them are adopted. Um, not that that matters for anything, but I'm one of those bleeding heart. I love animals. And uh, we recently had, uh, we're going to foster a dog. We thought we'll take it in for a couple of weeks and see. And we fell in love with her, so now she's our dog. So um, she was abandoned, and we're kind of... Anyways, so I had a dream that Tom Brady loved me, or was friends with me. I said love. Like, isn't that like... What's what's the therapist that, like, uh, or the guy that... Subconscious? Yeah. Tom Brady was my best friend because I had lots of pets, and he liked hanging out with my pets. He loved me. So there we are, me and Tom Brady out in the front yard of my house. Tossing the ball around. <laughs> and he was going, and he was showing me pointers. And I was like, hey, Tom, how you do this? And he's like, oh, yeah, put your finger here. And I was spinning the ball like no one else. Zipping him to him. I'm zipping him. And it's Tom Brady. You know, he didn't even have someone catching for him. He was, me and Tom, he was like, yeah, Joe's got that thing. And he told me I could be the next big thing. And then I woke up <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, time to log into my normal shitty job. <laughs> I had another weird dream that I was getting fired from ESPN. I didn't even tell you this. And Mac from Night Court was the boss of the ESPN. And he was, <laughs> he was firing me. And he was talking all sorts of shit to me. And I go, hey, man, I'm recording this on my phone in my pocket. So I don't know if you really want to talk all this shit. And he stopped what he was doing. He's like, 
okay, what do I need to pay you right now to stop you from recording that and not posting it? And I was like, he was like 50 grand. I'm like, nah, more than that. He paid me 80 grand to turn off my phone. So Mac from Night Court fired me from ESPN. And he paid me eighty thousand. Were you on ESPN Radio? Or were you on? I don't know, man. I was in some random office, and like the guy who was fired me from ESPN was like, "You ever seen News Radio with Joe Rogan, Andy Dick?" Yeah, um, not an Andy Dick fan. Regardless, did you, have you ever seen? News I, Radio? I know what you're talking. Yeah. about. Yeah. So I was like, in, it was like that office, and I was like, right in the middle of everything, they're firing me, and everyone's going, "Ah, we're News Radio," you know. <laughs> I can't believe you had the balls to shake down Mac like that. Bro, especially a Vietnam veteran. I would have and... called him on the phone. I would have been like, I have a recording of what you said earlier. I wanted to tell you in the office, but you scare me. Dude, it was such a weird dream. I, I don't know, man. I I guess when you eat Mexican and drink too much at night, you have weird-ass fucking dreams. Is like that the trick? Like, you have Mac. I'm going to have to get some tacos on the way home. <laughs> but he, like, cut me a chick for 80 grand. I woke up. I'm like, damn, dude. I could have... Not worked for a while. And <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah. Have you had any cool dreams lately? Actually, you know that reminds me. I I I sold uh I sold an app for like ten million dollars, and then the company got bought out by Google, and I was all like, oh, do I get my ten million dollars or not? And that's when I woke up. Mm. It was probably similar to you. I was like, ah, ten million dollars. What kind of app was it? Nice, right? I don't even know. Ugh. You know. At least I knew I was throwing balls you with just, Tom Brady. You just program the app and you send it out in the world and people want it. So I tried writing an app and mm-hmm. uh, that was an epic failure. I had an Android emulator, an uh, Apple emulator, or an iOS emulator. And I was doing all this stuff and like my app would start and then just crash. And I'm like, I'm not a programmer. You know, I'm a security engineer type mm-hmm. deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'm more of the, I don't know. We need to get these emails through. Anyways, so I, I was working on working on working on and then just it just kept bombing. So I remember talking to our director of IT at the time and showing him. And he was like, Yeah, you're really going for the home run, huh? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, most app writers, you know, they go for like the little thing first. And I was like, uh, that's not really who I am. Uh. But you know who did go for it? Who did? The guys from the WrestleFest, dude. So, what? what? Nothing. No. I don't know much about WrestleFest. All right, so there was a an old arcade game. What was it called? Wrestle? Was it called WrestleFest? Oh, like the 90s. The arcade game. I, I think it was. So the there was a 90s arcade, late 80s, early 90s arcade game called WrestleFest, which is considered by a lot of folks... One of the greatest WWF wrestling games of all time. And it was an arcade game. Excuse me. And it was at our local arcade here in Brunswick. And it wasn't really arcade. It was a pizza spot that you, uh, they had a couple arcade games in. And my mom used to take me there early to pick up our food. And I'd just mash buttons. You know, I'd throw, my mom gave me a dollar and quarters and I'd mash buttons. And by the time I, because I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just going, ah! Going ham. So, WrestleFest, um, another company came out with WrestleFest, uh, I think it's called Retro WrestleFest. So, I think they did a WrestleFest in, like, 2010-ish, and then this Retromania. So, Retromania WrestleFest came out, and 
this is originally what I told you pissed off because you watched me play and I lost 10 games in a row. And I just kept going to there. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't <laughs> like, either. I don't know what to do. You want to play? And I kept trying to hand the controller entirely. He's like, nah, I'm good, bro. Nah. Nah. This game needs a hint screen. It does. Well, and it gives you plenty of how to do it, you know. And then the last game, I was Nikolai Volkov, and I kept punching the guy out of the ring. And I'm like, here it is, Daryl. I got it. I got it. And I still lost. But Retromania, I don't almost know. had him, though. Almost had him. Close. So I have a, in my heart, I have a deep-seated love for 90s and 80s wrestling. Man. It's just, uh, I mean, the, the characters yeah. were awesome. Um, obviously, the late 90s was the Attitude Era, and that's when we grew up. Um, I think you were a wrestling fan in the late 90s, right? I I kind of missed, like, that peak um, where, like, Stone Cold and The Rock were huge. And right when they got big, I kind of got back into it again. But I was into it, like, later into the 90s after wrestling became way uncool. And then I so just, were you, was, I just wasn't Did you remember the... Everybody, um, after everybody was... Were you, did you watch wrestling when Mankind and Undertaker had the hell in the cell? I was watching before Mankind was, like, huge. And then... So, like, I vaguely remembered them... Undertaker was on top of the world, Shawn Michaels, but it was before like DX and stuff, like that mid nineties and into the okay, okay, okay. the late nineties attitude era is like I kinda had stopped around like the mid to late nineties. Which was like later. Everybody else my age was like not about that stuff. Do you remember you could DX crop like chop your crotch? Mm-hmm. I did that to teachers. I know you did. And they were like Yeah, whatever, that's what all the kids are doing. <laughs> And then it got serious real fast. Like, as soon as, like, one teacher got mad about it, it was, like, banned in the school. Like, could you imagine? I couldn't imagine going to work and someone's like, hey, my printer's not working right. Yeah, well, suck it. <laughs> I only got two words for you. <laughs> oh, Restart be, it. Yeah, or being in the NWO. Suck it. Or being an NWO fan, because they, they were in, like, around the same time. Or being an NWO fan, they are like, oh, yeah, my printer's not working right. I'd be like, oh, well, that's too sweet. <laughs> And I never, so I watched them both too when I was like littler, but once I got back into it, it was just kind of WWE at that point. I never really cared for WCW once I came back. Well, I think today is the anniversary of when WWE bought WCW. Oh, is it? Yeah. How about that? Um, Which I think kind of ruined the wrestling entertainment business Um, because WWE then bought WCW and ECW was kind of already absorbed and... Uh, there wasn't really a competition. TNA tried to come around, and they had a little they had a little gig mm-hmm. or a shtick. Mm-hmm. But and EC, ECW was uh, okay for a little while, and then they just bought them right up too. Well, ECW was pretty much like Paul Heyman was in the pocket of Vince pretty quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's why he's the he, one of the biggest man. He's the biggest manager. Oh, he's, and, yeah, he sold out. Yeah. Hard. Which hey, whatever, man. He's, I remember because he ripped it for a while. I. I He's one of those guys that's like, you put in your time, you could sell out real hard. I remember being at an ECW event, uh, it was the Dudley Boys' last wrestling match, and this was in Cleveland at the Agora, and everyone's going, you sold out, you sold out, and they're like, yeah, they're bringing it on, you know, <laughs> and they started doing, so, like, a chant, remember uh, the the Road dog and Badass Billy Gunn used to do that thing, like, mm-hmm. I'm the Badass Billy Gunn, this is Road dog and uh, Devon started doing that. And then everyone started doing it in the arena. And he's like, you all sold out. <laughs> and it was it was like, 
Wow, we just got owned by a professional wrestler. <laughs> I also watched someone dive off. Spike Dudley dived off the balcony at the Agora into the ring that night, which was pretty impressive. Hell yeah. He we was also, always, he was always a fun little goober. He was. You know he's a math teacher now? And he was a math teacher before? Sounds ECW. right. Like of course he, he was. Yeah. Of course he was. Little Spike Dudley's a math teacher. If you guys don't, I'm, I, I, this is kind of a weird thing to start off with, but uh, not really. I mean, wrestling yeah. is not like, we started off with D&D last week. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but no, I remember, uh, the other thing I remember about ECW is I, I went to a lot of events, um, and I always had to go with like my brother or my dad, and the one event, the guy came out and spit right in the face of uh, one of the guys in the, the front row. My dad's like, yep, time to go. I'm like, wait, it's like three matches in. He's like, yeah, I'm not getting spit on. <laughs> my dad's like, and my dad. Well, that guy was cursing at him. <laughs> of course he had to spit my, at him. Because my dad is a madman. That My dad was the guy that would have, like, if he would have got spit on, my dad would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Like, and my dad's not a big guy, but, they, you know, he was a wild man. And he, yeah. He, yeah. You would have been the guy that went up there and, and tried to fight him and. Yeah, yeah, and they Security got beat up by the ref, beat up or beat up by the referee. Remember WCW, the referee would always those guys would come into the ring in WCW, and the referee would beat them up. <laughs> or Macho Man, if you ever tried to enter a ring when Macho Man was in the ring, yeah, there's lots of videos on YouTube. Macho Man was abusive, dude. Yeah, like he would like he'd be in the biggest. It would be like world title against him and Hulk Hogan. And this is the biggest feud of all time. Someone tries to enter a ring. And Macho, and like that guy would want, want to help Macho Man. Macho Man would destroy the guy, dude. Like he would beat the living hell out of him. And there was like two referees, and one in particular, I can't remember his name, but he had uh, like kind of curly hair and a mustache. But that guy, remember, he would, he would hold that, he would crank him in like a headlock. Like that guy was a tough mother, dude. Like he was like, you know. Yeah, in those WCW, guys are still used, except for the really old ones. Like most of those guys are in shape. You're hanging around with bodybuilders. Well, you know, and stuff. then like wrestlers were or referees originally tried to be wrestlers. Most of them, yes, a lot of them. yeah, and then they couldn't make it in the wrestling, but they were good at wrestlers. They're good with communicating with the wrestlers, and uh, yeah, they would they they made it and they got a lot of respect. Um, Jim Ross, who ended up being a famous WWE commentator. Um, he was originally a uh, referee, and this is from Crime and Sports. He was uh, refing a match, and one of the guys got mad at him and beat the crap out of him, right? Like, literally beat the crap out of him. Like, it was supposed to be a fake, but it was, mm-hmm. it was you know, he, he the guy really beat him up. So Jim Ross comes back, and one of the guys that liked Jim Ross was a Golden Glove boxer, and like an American pro wrestler and saw what this guy did to Jim, Jim Ross and said, I want my match with him next. And then just worked him mm-hmm. over with Jim Ross as the referee. And that dude got fired. And he was like, I don't care. You know, he made the guy apologize to Jim Ross in the middle <laughs> of the ring, dude. Like, yeah, yeah he worked him over. There's... I think multiple people have gotten their ass beat for picking on Jim Ross. Some <laughs> of them have been wrestlers beating up other wrestlers. Like, no, don't do that to Jim. Yeah, and this, well, this is back in, like, the 80s, you know? Like, it was before the stroke, before everything. So, yeah, but, no, I, I, I always found that funny. Like, they, that guy liked Jim Ross so much. He's a Golden Glove boxer, and there was another. He was a strength of feet champion or something. Like, he could, ah, man, I forget what it is. 
but he could do something with his hands that like it was like break a wrench or something. Not a wrench. I know that sounds. Rip a phone book in half. Yeah, or something like that. And that guy, then the other guy that beat up Jim Ross was just a fake tough guy. And as soon as he got in the ring and Jim Ross was the the ref, he was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, a Golden Glove boxer and a, some sort of wrestler, and just worked him over. And it was like, um, there used to be a a worst of wrestling website, and I'll never forget because it was like uh, this is like late two thousands. But I remember watching, they pinned one guy down, and this is in Mexico, and the guy jumped off the top rope and kneed on his chest like three times off the top rope. He jumped off the top rope, and people are holding him down, and he kneed on it, and it got to a point where he puked blood. And I remember this was on the worst of pro wrestling website. And there was all sorts of stuff, because like... uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but wrestling, pro wrestling was, was really dirty for a while. I mean, people got stabbed in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Von Erichs killed themselves. Like, all those guys. The Von Erichs oh, were, like, yeah. the, supposed to be the top big things. And one killed himself, one died of drug overdose. Like the Golden Family. Yes. You know, I remember hearing about the Von Erichs when I was a kid. That's wild. So, anyways, I downloaded that wrestling game, and I'm not very good at it. So uh, I want to double back to the Patriots. Have you have you heard the latest breaking news about no. Deshaun Watson? Is he a Patriot? No, he's not a Patriot. But apparently, Robert Kraft has masseuse connections to all three of the places that the women worked accusing. You hear me? You it's up to fourteen now. You hear that right? Oh no, I yeah. didn't hear that. Yeah, it's up to fourteen. I just also made my thing up. Yeah, no, it's up to fourteen. There's. No, so but, that's real. Yeah, it's legit up to 14. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. No, I legit, yeah. Wow. So it, I guess apparently he asked the one guy to massage it, or the one lady to massage his glutes. And when he was when she was massaging his glutes, he said, massage my butthole. Like, that's legit in the... Massage my butthole. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, you know, man, I'm not going to really dive into that. Because I didn't realize I was up to 14 now, which is not good to laugh at. But I'm laughing because of my fake conspiracy theory that Robert Kraft made these stories up so that he could trade for Deshaun Watson real cheap. Oh, 16 now. 16. Yeah. Oh, no, it's 14. Uh, okay, nine hours ago is 14. Now it's three hours ago is 16. Damn. So that's escalating quickly. Yeah. I will find the timing weird. I'm I'm not saying he didn't do anything. I'm not saying. I don't know. I, this is so weird, man. I don't want to be canceled. I don't want my girlfriend to kick me out of my own house. But in all seriousness. Like, well, maybe it's just that he's just kind of like, now he's like, fuck Texas and everybody's mad at him. And they're like, oh, really? Nobody cares now? Yeah, that dude's a raper. Well, uh, I guess the original. So at molester. one point. Rape. I'm totally not a raper. Just um, a molester. Yeah. Just grind my wiener. So I guess I read on. somewhere, and this is totally everyone, totally just read this somewhere. Uh that the guy who's charging Deshaun was somewhere on the Steve McNair case. And there's some stuff there's some the guy that's suing him or the yeah, guy the, the lawyer that's representing the assaulter or the assaultees the victims. victims i'm sorry i should let you do the lawyer speak two two or three of them 
Because that's all I heard was the initial. There were like two or three right off the rip. So I don't know if this dude's handling all of them, but he was, I mean. Does it seem weird that it's coming out now? I mean, I'm I'm not taking anything away from these ladies or anything from ladies or men. I apologize. It could be ladies. Well, I mean, it, it very well could be like just the fact that he's been demanding a trade. Like, think about like think about if Miles Garrett right now. Everybody in Cleveland loves Miles Garrett. Yep. If he was doing shit like this, you'd probably think twice about bringing it up and really going after him. But Miles Garrett's hating on the team. Miles Garrett's demanding a trade and wants to leave town. Now all of a sudden people on the sports talk radio are calling in. They're like, fuck this dude. He's not really the golden child anymore. Feels It probably feels a little bit safer to come out and be like, yeah, you know what? Also, he's he's a molester. You know, this is totally not related, but I saw an adorable video <laughs> of Miles Garrett and this, like, seven-year-old kid hanging out on the football field and the kid starts talking about dinosaurs and Miles Garrett's like, oh yeah, this is uh Miles Garrett Texan A day, Texan A and this. And uh, uh you, where did Miles Garrett go? I said Texas A and M, is that right? I think it was. Okay. And it, it might be. Um but he's hanging out with this kid and he tosses the ball to the kid and the kid tosses it back to him and Miles catches it and he goes, Nice catch Miles and my heart melted. I'm like, ah <laughs> But they were talking about different dinosaurs, and it was adorable. So I'm sorry, Miles Garrett. (laughs) That was the most adorable video. Like, literally, my heart melted. He's like, nice catch, Miles. (laughs) And he was like, all right. And they talked about dinosaurs some more. But uh, let's go back to the uh, sexual rape stuff. No, let's stay with Let's just stick with the Browns. Okay. I I feel like we can move on. Oh, we have, okay, yeah. So, uh, okay, I'm hip to that. Um. So let's get transactions here. We tendered Carlson. We signed Robert Jackson after waving him. Got rid of Claiborne. We signed Takarist McKinley. McKinley's an interesting Johnson. cat. Do you ever see that interview with uh, McKinley's an interesting cat? Um, he had that um, when he was drafted first round. Um, he had that interesting interview. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, he was he was a great kid. He's talking about how this is for whomever. I forget who it was for. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like he could be a stud. I think we drafted or we signed him for one year, four mil. I think so. Okay. Um, he was a first round pick. He came when he was drafted. He came out to with a picture of his mom. That's what it was. And he came out with a picture of his mom, was saying this was for his mom. Is that correct? Um, I think. He might have had the picture of his mom, but part of the story was that his grandmother told him, like, like his grandmother raised him, yep. and on her deathbed said, like, go for it. Like, go play yep. D1 football. I don't know what his other options were or anything, but she was like, hey, that's your dream, man. Go do it. So he came out with – so he had an interesting draft whole thing. Um, he was – I don't know. He was hit and miss, I guess, at Atlanta. Um, he had some really interesting uh, interviews with Atlanta sports. Mm-hmm. The one interview that someone reported was, um, they he shows up to the podium and they go, uh, "Hey, what do you think about this?" He goes, "I did good." And they're like, "Well, what do you think about this?" He's like, "I did good." 
<laughs> and like, what do you think? Can you do better at this? He's like, I could do better at that. I could be good, <laughs> you know. And um, so, uh, yeah. So Tony Grossi met his match because Tony Grossi can't say, "Are you fifty percent on this or fifty percent on that?" Because that guy could just say it's good, right down the middle. Yeah, right down. The I middle don't think that. they plan on him being. I think they they signed him for one year to see like what uh, you got. Yeah, and the culture, I think, is a lot different. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's what John Johnson was saying, John Johnson III. Mm-hmm. Like, he signed for less money to come here because... Yeah. And then we secured that fucking secondary. I mean, we got another guy. Who do the other you guy know, we signed for the Rams that we, we Malcolm secured? Smith. Malcolm Smith. We secured who, that secondary. Is it, what, a Super Bowl MVP from, like, seven or eight years ago with the, the Broncos? He played on those... Actually, that was less time because he went to the Broncos after the Seahawks. He was part of, like... The turnaround of the Seahawks. He's a little bit older. to 2013. But. Um, I think he's taken 23's place. Is that correct? I think he's taken Sandejo's place. Sandejo is no longer with the team. Oh, he isn't? I think Sandejo's okay, gone. Okay, see, I wasn't sure about that. He, he, he must be a free agent thing. Because, I mean, I know we haven't, like, released him. No, he was a free agent. Or anything like that. But, yeah, he must. I don't know if anybody signed him either. Um you know, props to that guy. Good luck to him. He was playing out of position last year. He caught a lot of grief. Um, I've been sitting here like, either way, you, you've got the position covered now, assuming Greedy greedy gets healthy. Greedy and uh, Grant Delpit, right? Yep. So we, yep. We, we bring back those, uh, you know, Greedy gets healthy, Grant Delpit comes in, and um, I know that's, you know. So I, ideally I you have your two starters yep. and, and a great backup or third guy to come in. Um, honestly, I'd really like if Sandejo could come in and still play snaps at his position off the bench, but you don't have all the money in the world to work work with. Um, I was kind of wor- like, I was kind of thinking, I thought the defensive line needed more help, and you could still say the same at the edge position. Oh, the edge position, we definitely need <clears throat> edge. Rusher. I didn't know <clears throat> Okunjobi when he signed with the Bengals. At first, I was like, oh shit, because I was like, we're in trouble there. And I want to actually bring something else up at right after, but. I didn't realize also one of our starting tackles that should have been last year sat the year out because of COVID. And then who is that? Um, I think. I, anyways, go ahead. Go is ahead. That, your, is go that ahead Billings? I, I don't really know. Jordan people. Elliott, maybe. I don't even know who that is. No, Jordan Elliott was the rookie that played last year. Okay. And he actually graded Okunjobi graded I think like a hundred and tenth out of a hundred and fifty or thirty defensive tackles. Um, apparently Jordan Elliott graded like top 50, top okay. 60. And then, and I think it was Andrew Billings who sat out the year last year. He was also graded to be like a top 50 or 60 defensive tackle. So without letting any move, making any moves and letting Okunjobi go, apparently our tackle position is still better than it was last year. Cause you got to think you got a year experience under this dude that played really well. Um, or maybe actually, no. He the rookie was graded like one spot ahead or behind of. Could you imagine listening to this podcast and taking it as like gospel? Right. (laughs) I usually get it right. It might take me a minute. Um, I will say you have had a few more beers than you normally do. That's true. That's true too. Normally Daryl is my Daryl is normally my my uh, the rock. Yeah. (laughs) I can spew a bunch of shit, and I'm like Daryl, tell me what you think. What do you think? (laughs) I lean back. So now I guess. You've upgraded it at linebacker. And defense. And defensive back. Tackle should be even by not doing anything. DBs are good. Uh, now Livy- you need an edge guy. Yeah, probably. they need to get an edge guy. Yeah. 
And Vernon just wasn't dominant. Well, either. Olivier Vernon was dominant once Miles was gone. Yeah. That was the problem. That, that And that was the thing, too. At the end of the year before last year when Miles went out, Okunjobi all of a sudden tore it up. Yep. yep and he up. did a yep, few yep, games yep, last yep. year, but at the same time, you go back and you look at his stats then, he's really not producing as much as it seems like he does. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He just He's a big name in two or three games, and then he's nowhere to be found for a few. So, I mean... I just think an the, edge rusher? Dude, is that the, all we really need at this point? I think so. I, and maybe another guy in... The, I would take another linebacker. I'd take another linebacker or guy in the secondary. Yeah, me too. Um, I guess that's really all you need. Maybe uh, Njoku's signed in now. Higgins is signed in. I, 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 I the like offense it. is ready to go, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe the line? Uh, no, the line is dope. You ain't doing nothing in the line. You ain't doing See, nothing running back. You ain't the doing... only thing I, I'm worried about the line is... Was the end of the season last year when they got banged up? Those guys stepped up, but like, I still don't feel. Oh, like remember to Trevor them. Baker said he's like, I met that guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's every team, dude. I'm not saying every team, and but... they did great. Yeah, uh, so I, I guess I'm I'm low key worried about them. Um, I think comes to Stefanski has such a fucking game plan that's like, obviously you need a good line, and we have a great line. And we'll probably draft another line, random lineman in the uh, the draft, probably fourth round, third round. Yeah. You know, just some random guy to be like, eh, we don't need the, <laughs> we don't need a guy, to, <laughs> we don't need to go have a guy in the Fairview Heights in, <laughs> you know, talking to Baker like, if I do this, block this way. If I do this, like, remember he was talking to that guy. Yeah. Um, running back, I think we're pretty strong at. I don't know if you guys know about that. I'd say so. I'd say so. Wide receiver, I think we're pretty strong. Hagan's resigned. Um, the Hodges, our Hodges resigned. Um, tight end, we're pretty good at. I mean, like, and I'm pretty confident quarterback. I know, every, like, you know, dude, we're confident quarterback. Yeah. Can you imagine being confident quarterback like five Any years time ago? Over the last twenty years. Yeah, five years ago, you'd be like, oh, I don't know about that quarter. You know, <laughs> like, I, the fucking one guy got trapped under a fucking flag. <laughs> Got trapped under a flag. Um. Anyways. Um. So yeah. No. I'm pretty confident in the offense. Um. Does Odell come back this year? I think he comes back. Right. Uh. Yeah. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He went out in week seven, and it's a year long injury. So guys, back. seemingly, especially your superstars, peak athletes, seem to come back earlier. Did you still. Ha- have you not seen any of the? I'm sorry. I take that back. Have you seen any of the Twitter video? No. He's fucking on the treadmill running like. Like a madman, dude. Like, See, that's the last time we talked about it. I was like, I think he'll be back for the right, beginning of the season. And we looked at it, I was like, oh, no, he might be back for the playoffs. No, but. dude, he's running like, you know, he's doing all the sorts of The only thing stuff. I'd say about that, it's still super early. Contact and all the agility yeah. stuff is way different than running. Do you remember when he got hurt? But that's, I mean, I Remember he got hurt against sign. us in that preseason game? That guy tackled him out of bounds yeah. when he was on the Giants? Yeah. Fuck. That's what I don't want. But you got Jarvis, he's a stud. Higgins is a good player. Hodge is a good player. Did they sign another receiver? I don't know. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm looking forward they to haven't. the Browns. No, they haven't? No, they haven't. I heard but they, Josh they... Gordon got eliminated from the uh, playoffs with the Zappers, so maybe yeah. he's out there. <laughs> Go get him. Josh Gordon, baby. He only needs like 18 it's, drug tests. It's messed up because I don't think they drug test anymore, but he's already in the program, so he would get drug tested if he Well, came. I think the problem was, like, <laughs> even the last time he got failed, 
They yeah, were like, no, it was after they didn't test for it anymore. Yeah. But he's in the program, so he still gets tested. That guy, man. 2000, 2013. That guy, we all... Oh, man. I'm burping like crazy. Because he was on a bad team, and he looked like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. And you would still think well, at think... least one safety is watching him every play. It didn't and, matter. And a man coverage or the zone with two guys looking at him. Was 2013 the Brian Hoyer year? I don't know. I knew it. Um, Because he had someone throwing the ball to him at least. No, he didn't. That was like a serviceable quarterback. But at the same time, we didn't necessarily have weapons around him. Like, no, we had nothing The game plan him. was grind out a few yards and, and throw it to deep. The ball the, yeah. To Josh Gordon. That's like my, that's like my fantasy Madden, like, thing you know what i mean i'm playing madden and i'm like all right because i always play the browns i'm like all right throw del deep throw it deep to him oh he's picked well can't believe that happened did that seven times in a row yeah not seven times in a row i'm, I'm a bit better at madden that so six times in a row um what do you got there <clears throat> his big year in 2013 we were coming off of brandon whedon we had Jason Campbell, but I think he was backing up Hoyer. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, So I, I think know. it was the beginning of the season probably would have been Whedon's end, then Hoyer. I didn't even remember Campbell coming in until the year after. Jason Campbell? Campbell was a backup or a backup backup, though. Jason Campbell. You know, I love playing with him in Madden, to be honest with you. Yeah? Yeah, because they would have... They He's had bigger. Kirk, one of the Kirk Cousins. They had someone, uh, they had some statue and uh, and quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I would sneak in Kirk Cousins and I'd bootleg out. And every time I play in tournaments, they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I just did. So I just did it six times in a row and <laughs> yep. I still haven't stopped it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Stop it. Play, play a contain. Do something. Yeah. All my guy's doing is literally this. I would back up. I'd run left. <laughs> That receiver's going deep, and I'd follow him. And the best part is they'd hit him out of bounds, and he fumbled. We're like, that should have been a fumble for me. I'm like, well, it wasn't because it fumbled out of bounds. And I'm going to do that same exact play with Jason Campbell. I'm sorry you can't <laughs> That's stop That's why it. I run towards the side. And then they would stop it, and whoever the running back was, I'd just be like, boop, you know. Oh, yeah. Mad talk here on the uh, Slurge Street Podcast. Mad- Speaking of madness, how's your bracket looking? I didn't do a bracket. I know sir. you didn't. I, I did a bracket, like, when I was in the office, I'd do a bracket, because it was like, I was never a bracket guy, I was never, like, standing around the water cooler and be like, oh, hey, uh, how's your bracket doing? Can't believe, uh, Oral Roberts beat Ohio State, you know, like, I was uh, never you had to go to that one. Well, because that's the one you I remember, I, I, I hardly paid attention to the, that one. I was glad Cleveland Broke State, my heart. Cleveland State made it. Ohio Bobcats made it, and I think they advanced at least one round. Um, so there are three Ohio teams. Oh, that... Yeah, Ohio did beat number four Virginia. That, oh, nice. that was another buster on my bracket. Um, but then lost to Creighton. Uh, who's I'll be right back. I have to pee. <laughs> All right. So I guess I don't have to be coy about it and make sure nobody notices. So many lower seeds in this fucking tournament, though. You got one Gonzaga and fucking 
Number five, Creighton. The other two teams out of that are six and seven, USC and Oregon. Pac-12, killing it. While the Big Ten, who is supposed to be dominating, is all but out of it. Um, you got number one, Michigan, going to play number four, Florida State. Number two, Alabama. You actually got a one and two left in that bracket, which is pretty nice. You got Michigan and Alabama left still. Um, then four, Florida State's playing Michigan. And number 11, UCLA, has busted that bracket up. Um, I believe, I don't know who the three seed was over there. Oh, Texas. Texas losing to Abilene Christian, uh, who then went on to lose to UCLA. Um, the other bracket down there in the uh, south, you got a number eight seed Loyola Chicago, who beat who I had being my champs, Illinois, on the Big Ten. I heard a lot of people train. had Illinois going as champs. Well, I did, and that was bad. Uh, and number eight Loyola out of that bracket will be playing number 12 Oregon State. And then number 11 Syracuse. Never bet against Bayheim. I never bet against Bayheim. And it's fucked me the last two or three years, so I bet against him this year. And the second I saw that his kid scored, like, at that point it was, I don't know, six of their first eight or something like that. You were like, he went on to score 16 <laughs> of their first 19. I was like, oh, never bet against Bayheim because this kid's about to take him to the final four. I'm a fucking retard. Sorry for the hard R. <laughs> um, they're playing number two Houston over there. So Houston... Houston should have a cakewalk to uh, wait. Is Houston final. ever? I don't remember listening to Houston ever being a big team. Houston is one of those like one of those teams out of the Southwest that you know they go they go on runs every once in a while, and Houston's done it a few times. Um, but you know those not necessarily UNLV, but some some teams out there get hot, and Houston's been one of the better. Dude, ones. Texas. So my my cousin lives in Texas, right? And he moved down there from Ohio, and he played football, baseball. And basketball. He's like, Joe, you don't understand. That's all we do down there. Like, he was like 12 when they moved down mm-hmm. there. And he was a giant kid, you know? So they saw him and they're like, yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, and he was in the sports, but it was different up here than down there. Like, he was even like, he was like, all right, do football practice. They're like, all right, basketball practice is next. He's like, I'm whooped. I can't do football practice or basketball practice. They're like, no, it's basketball practice now. <laughs> you know? Like, and. It's a different humidity, a different heat, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. and then he was the new guy because he came from Ohio, so like they treat him like shit. Mm-hmm. And he was a giant dude, and they were just like, I remember telling me like, I just couldn't do it down there, couldn't keep up. What are you gonna do? Gotta oh, they moved back to Ohio. Um, he's a carpet installer now. You didn't make it. <laughs> you can't do basketball practice after football practice. You're never gonna make it. Or wait, it was football practice after basketball? No, practice? football practice because the first thing in the morning. Then it was like basketball practice right after that in the gym. Like it was literally like the kids would be like, "All right, you know." <laughs> like he's like, "Dude, they're a different, they're a different soul." Now. Football after basketball, I could maybe do, but basketball after football, I, you're I, I don't up. remember that exactly, but it was still you're like it was up. like. And then after that was badminton practice. <laughs> no, I'm joking, but like it was like legit. Like it's nothing but sports down there. Like. You didn't have to go to class if you were, uh... I ain't playing school. Yeah. I don't need to know about math. I didn't come here to play school. My agent... (laughs) I had that arithmetic. My favorite is, like, here. 
Do you remember like when they tried to tell us about checking accounts? Do you remember ever going to that school, like that class? Oh, a little bit. So they had a class that was checking accounts, and or it was uh, economy. Economy. Yep. Economy. Yep. And they tried to teach you about checking accounts, and like I remember everyone being like, they'd pay their bills and they'd be all like negative money, and the guy was like, "Yep, you don't have any money left." They're like, "How is that possible?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, the American, you know, that's the American way. <laughs> We're all out of money." And they also gave away a Disney stock. They gave away a Disney stock in that class. They sure did. One stock. One stock. <laughs> One stock. And the guy who got it, because, like, it was like uh, a millionaire now. Yeah. Because he knew how to balance a checkbook. I'm sure he got that Disney stock and was, gave it to his parents. They're like, get rid of this shit. <laughs> it's not Bitcoin. <laughs> I remember being in that class and being like, this is why you people are poor. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a fake checking account and say, here's your money. You have to pay your gas, electric, and house or your rent or whatever. And I would just like do that. And I'd be like, okay, I got 80 bucks left over. People were like, well, I bought a flat screen TV. I was like, you bought a fake flat screen TV on this exercise on managing your budget? What are you doing right you bought a fake flat screen TV <laughs> for three hundred dollars. Well, you don't get to watch it. It's summertime. I don't need gas. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? It's like pay off that TV by winter. <laughs> oh man! You know it's also a big event coming up. What's a big event that's coming up? Pokefest? Is there a Pokemon Fest coming up? No, I oh, It's Stipe versus Francis Nganu. Uh Who's... A Stipe? Stipe. Stipe. Oh, I see it. Is, is he an American mixed martial artist? He is. Which... Stipe... Mi- Miosic. So what's funny is... I, I wish I could find the old end of it. Yuck. I'll have to find the old end Fest tapes... Because his last name was pronounced different. Oh, yeah? Was it, what was it pronounced? I can't remember because I have to find the old tapes. Uh-huh. But it, and he's Stipe Miocic now. But I think it was like Stipe Miocic or so, Like, it was different then. Yeah. That sounds vaguely familiar. Oh, he's like the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. And he's mm-hmm. fighting like this monster of a guy who can... As a, I remember um, the old podcast we were talking about it. And they were saying that Francis Naganu can hit as hard as a Honda Accord. And we're like, mm. Honda Accord? <laughs> like, how did you pick a Honda Accord? Like, Sponsorship deal. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> 60 No, a Ford, uh, was a Honda Accord or Ford something? Anyways, it doesn't matter. I don't remember. But you it worried, was like you a, worried about it? I am. I think Stipe's getting older. I think Stipe's wiser. Um, in the last fight, Stipe did take some blows. Um, but Stipe also wrestled the motherfucker to the ground and just beat the shit out of him. Um, I think Nagano is probably going to be more prepped for that, mm-hmm. but I think Nagano, can you be really that prepped for it with that good of a wrestler? That's no. part of the thing. No. That's part of Cormier. You could practice wrestling all you want, but unless he worked that hard on it, I mean, I mean, it's been how many years? But Nagano, all of his fights end in the first or second round with him just TKOing people. 
He had better have worked on his cardio. Cardio. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna have to because his endurance and cardio was what lost. Him unless he catches Stipe, like uh, the the DC caught the DC catch Stipe in the first round. The clench. Um, I yeah, but Naganu doesn't clench. Naganu's a straight like yeah winger, you know, and Stipe is the most technical heavyweight of all time. Oh, he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Um, you could take your Fedors and throw them out the window. Take your Brock Lesnar and throw them out the window. You could take your Daniel Cormier's because he's two and three against him and throw him out the window. Stipe Miocic is the greatest MMA fighter of all time. Not just MMA fighter, but he- MMA heavyweight fighter of all time. Um, try and tell me who's better. Anderson Silva? Well, Anderson Silva is now still fighting and he's fighting at the age of Stipe and he's getting beat up. Stipe's 37 and Anderson's like 40. Anderson Silva's been getting beat up forever. So other than that, like, Stipe is the greatest fighter of all time. And he's from Cleveland, Ohio. And I don't know how this fight's going to go. And, you know, I I honestly... This is I, at the end of the first. Sorry. Which one? The Cormier. So Cormier caught him with the clinch and hit him and knocked him out. Then Stipe came back, figured out how to win, and beat him. Knocked him out in the, the second fight. And the third fight just controlled the fight. Mm-hmm. Um... I kind of see Stipe controlling this fight and making it boring. Um, uh, Naganu's stronger than him, but I feel like Stipe's just going to, like, I feel like Stipe's going to wear him out in the first two rounds. And then Naganu, because Naganu's nothing but muscle. And that beach muscle, man, that wears out quick. And I feel like Stipe, you know, he's got that mm-hmm. nice hair. His hair's, like, have you noticed he's doing the hair thing it's, with it's the nice. slick? It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's real slick back. I I just hope. I hope he knows he's getting older and he can't necessarily eat the punches he ate in their first. Take fight. a look at this. Oh wow! That's a Stipe Miocic NWFS card. Why am I touching this? Put it in a sleeve. <laughs> Put know. that in a sleeve. I kept asking Darren Novell how much it's worth because he went on this whole card thing and he wouldn't answer me. I think I'm blocked by him now. He wouldn't. What a dick. Mm. Wasn't Tyron Woodley, like, on top of the world a few years ago? Yeah, well, he got beat by, uh, Tyron Woodley got beat by, what, what weight? Because uh, he got beat, and then... Welterweight? 185? Israel Adanya? Wait, Adanya or Adesanya? Israel Adesanya, yeah. Whoop. Cause it really oh, sucks. he's off at three, 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 three losses. He lost to Usman, then Gilbert Burns, then Colby Covington. Oh, fuck Colby Covington. But that's 170. So before that, oh, so he went up. I gotcha. Yeah. He lost the welterweight that third fight ago against Usman. Yeah, so Usman is a 170 champion. He defended the welterweight championship three times in a row before that. He retained, yeah, he was a stud. He retained it once in a draw and won it from Lawler. So he run it, won it from Robbie Lawler. And Lawler got beat 16. by Ben Askren right, before, right after that. Mm-hmm. Remember, that was the Ben Askren. Then he drew Steven Thompson, then beat Steven Thompson. Then he beat Damian Maya. then he beat Darren. T- okay, that's weird. He was on a run for years there, but actually... You look at those got those names, and it's like it just wasn't a good division. Is it's weird, isn't it? Right? 
170, right? Yeah. Or 185. Because they, they, they drop and they come up all like crazy. Cause like, no, it's lower. Khabib retired. It's up to 170. Because Khabib retired. And it got to the point where like Dana was trying to like beg him to fight again. Mm-hmm. And they posted a thing of a scre- like a selfie. And, and Dana was like, nope, he's done. He's retired. Yeah. And there's a screenshot from like 2015 where they said, they asked Khabib, they're like, you're going to be the champ. How does it end? And Khabib goes, I retire as the champ. And he retired 29-0. Oh, shit. So good for him. Is he got a, is he got a relative that's fighting right now? Yes. Uh, Abu Bakar? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really? Mm-hmm. Abu Bakar. That was the same no, guy that no, no, no. Kyle called us out and said that Khabib was hanging. Were you here for that? No, that wasn't that guy. No? No, I don't think that was that guy. He wouldn't be fighting. A- no, because that guy's fighting on Stipe's undercard. Okay. So what's the, what's the whole card, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, so those are the, the prelim. The the card it's it's the heavyweight it's the heavyweight championship fight night like okay so what's the rough. main what's the main card it's rough the main card Stipe Ngannou Woodley and Luke that's a good Vincent fight Vincent Luque uh so number seven number ten yep then you got a bantamweight versus unranked Sean O'Malley and Thomas Almeida Sean O'Malley used, is exciting Sean O'Malley is the guy he uh, had a he bunch has of hair like cotton candy yes he's the guy who has the purple no no literally he has the, all, all right. the purple yeah. And he was the guy who was knocking everyone out that got beat and they had they had mm-hmm. drag him out in a stretcher. Uh, women's flyweight, Jillian Robertson and Miranda Maverick. Uh, both very good. Both unranked again. Yeah. A lightweight, Jamie Malarkey. Malarkey? What about a Malarkey? And Kama Worthy. Okay, so uh, they the UFC didn't really good do it. Yeah. So they're, they're, it's Stipe. It's Stipe. Yeah. But they don't even like Stipe. I think they like Stipe more now, now. Now, yeah, I think uh, your your prelims are William Knight and Alonzo Men- Menefeld, Hannah Goldie and Jessica Penne. Jaren Jessica Penne is kind of a good fighter. Okay, or a good fighter. I, they're all good fighters. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, I'm yeah, not going to yeah, challenge. Yeah, any I'm of these sorry. I, I say that. But... Oh, you're unranked in the UFC. Let's scrap. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I'm. Uh, there's no fights. I'd lay in Jessica Penne's guard. In. At the same time. The undercard last last one was amazing. So sometimes these unnamed guys give you great fights. Um, I mean, not unnamed. I I know what you mean. I know you're not. I'm not the right. greatest fan. That's all I'm saying. It just seems like so this, last week this card I was is riding Stipe and Ganu. Last week I was super excited to watch a card. It was a uh, Russian or something MMA, and it was like Alexander Putez versus some other guy, and it was Alexander Putez. I don't know if that's his name. But he's a, he was a former pro wrestler, and he was like 285, and he was fighting a giant black guy who was like 325. And I was so excited to watch it. I almost bought it, to be honest with you, because it wasn't... Oh, word? Yeah. And then I looked it up, and they're like, oh, look, Alexander Putez's opponent has uh, came out because of COVID. Mm. You know who they brought in? They just brought in someone like me. Like, it was, like, a giant <laughs> beer gut, you a, know? A like, guy that could maybe punch you. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, nah, he's good. He's heavy. <laughs> so, I suggest everyone at home pull up the uh, UFC 260 fight card um, and check out Jamie Malarkey's picture and, <laughs> and tell me if you think he's a guy who looks like he wants to win <laughs> and who thinks he's going to win. <laughs> 
he looks so bummed out. <laughs> that must have been taken after like, a 12 pound weight cut. He looks so and sad. <laughs> Jamie Malarkey looks so bummed out. All right, out. look up Jamie Malarkey on uh, the UFC website. Cause he... Yeah, look up the Steve Ngannou card. <laughs> Check out Jamie Malarkey. He looks like a sad puppy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was so bad. His ears are so big from being all fucked up. <laughs> Which, anyone, uh, anyone here listening... If a guy has a bunch of fucking cauliflower, cauliflower, f- cauliflower fucked up ears, don't try and fight him. Don't fight him. Yeah, just That's even the guy if he's you just the, apologize to. Even if he's talking shit, just get out of there. Because the guy uh, with the cauliflower ears are the guys. I'm that, sorry, and then you repeat it really loud because he probably can't hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I promise. The guy with the cauliflower ears, because there was a video came out a while ago where like these two Oklahoma football players. Mm-hmm. We're in a bathroom, and we're getting all these guys' faces. And these both guys had cauliflower ears. And the one cauliflower ear guy goes, all right, which one do you want? <laughs> and you could see in the football player's face, like, what? What? They're asking which one he wants. And the one football player almost lost his eye. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The dude hit him. Like, he, he did this. He goes, eh. And he hit him with, like, this little smack. And the guy was like, eh. He came over the whole ran right and just starts beating the shit out of him. Oh, I think the smack was he was wiping his blood. Oh, was that he, what it was? He, he was already bleeding. He so you know what I'm talking? Yeah, he slapped so, him with it and then punched him. So he's already bleeding. So it, it was obvious that something happened. Yeah. And that dude was like, bam. Yeah, so if a guy has cauliflower ears, just be like, hey, man, you know what? Stuff happens. <laughs> I remember being at a bar with that. No charges filed. No charges filed. Even if that guy almost lost his eye. Mm-hmm. That football player almost lost his eye. I mean, you're defending yourself. Such is life. I mean, I wish like police and uh, prosecutors would do that more. They would just look at a video and be like, okay, you're both fucking idiots. Uh, you both want to go to jail or neither of you want to go to jail? Yep. Cool. Well. Have a good have a good day. You well, you can it. tell who was kind of instigating the whole thing. Like, yeah. it wasn't the two shorter bro- bros that had the yeah. cauliflower ears. Well, that's the thing too. If I was those guys, I I assume I would have fought the, the second the guy did whatever that made me bleed. Yeah, yeah. The fact that they were like, okay, he already messed. Like, he already there's a reason he's whatever. bleeding, dude. Yeah. The video starts, and, and that guy's bleeding. Talking to me. The video starts and he's bleeding, and they're like, Good honor. Come on. I'm the kick return for Oklahoma State or whatever it was. You know, like. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. The real Oklahoma. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Oklahoma, though, and their rival, Nebraska, what's going on with Sue? Domican? Like. Sue. That was, that was the guy before I realized, like, we actually have tackle wrapped up pretty well. Apparently he's he might just be like deciding between retiring or coming back for the the Buccaneers. the Ganem the guy that has been Dominican Sue the the nut stomper and the guy who stepped on throats and hands yeah yeah and, yeah yeah the guy can just ride off the sunset you think so you think that's what he's gonna do well someone he can have a catch with Tom Brady if he wants 
He can go in the practice. If I was in Dominican Sioux and they were like, hey, you want to get your top Brady? You Super Bowl winner, probably defensive player of the year at some point, probably. <laughs> he would have been if he wasn't such an asshole. Do you want a half a million dollars and come in and have a catch with Tom Brady every week? Sign me up. All right, so uh, Ground Zero comics and cards and stuff. All right, man, let's have a good night. <laughs> really? <laughs> you can have a Tom Tom Brady catch. All right, all it's, right. It's a man's wildest dreams. <laughs> Renee, Daryl's making fun of me. I brought it up so early, I had to bring it back up. <laughs> I love that was the first thing you brought up. I'm like, I told you that. As my best friend. <laughs> like, oh, I had this dream one time. I tried to wait. Alright, this is slurred speech. We'll do stuff later, but <laughs> later. <laughs> Yeah.